Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Malthouse Games Podcast. This is episode number 42. The answer to life, the, the universe, universe, and, and everything. everything. But what is the question? What is the question? Yeah. Remember, they, I can't remember what they go to ask. Is it a whale? No, it's not a whale. No, the whale it's, falls it's the deep earth. think, the computer. Deep think, the computer. So they go to ask them, you know, what is the answer to life, the universe, and everything? And he says 42. And they're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And he goes, but what is the question? And that was like the big thing. Yeah. And so they have to come back <laughs> in like another 10,000 years. That's right. I'm sorry if that's inaccurate. I was 19 when I last read the series, so I'm a little rusty. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That is what she's referring to. Grab your towel. Grab your towel. Welcome to the Malthouse Games Podcast. We are a podcast all about board games, tabletop games, role-playing games, card games, and things of that sort. My name is Delton. I am the host of the show. With me today is my yellow player and lovely wife, Haley. Hello, everybody. I always say with me today, but you're here every time. Every single time. Almost so every day of your life. I just, I don't know why we need to say, we're the co-hosts. We co-host the show. With me today is Delton Brack, <laughs> the person who single-handedly makes sure that this podcast releases on time. Maybe that's why I designate myself as the host, because I do all the editing and uploading and all that stuff. I'm just here for emotional support and to make fun of you every once in a while. And I think that's why people keep coming back and listening. You're welcome, America, and those, like, three people in France who listen. Right. <laughs> so since the last episode, I think the biggest thing that's happened is Haley officially got her LPC license. I'm a licensed professional counselor, y'all. It only took nine years of work. A lot of time. Four years of undergrad, three years of grad school, and two years of practice. Yeah, it's a lot. Thank you, honey. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm t uh, ready to be done with putting up with you during all this. Now I can really be your sugar mama. More games for me. Uh, yeah. More games for me. So since the last episode, Haley got her LPC. We have went to our first OKC Energy game, which is the semi-pro soccer team we have. My second. You're, oh, yeah, that's right. Your second. My first. We didn't stay for the whole thing because we did not have time because we had other things we wanted to do. We had to go buy hot sauce before the store closed. That's part of it. We wanted to go to Whole Foods, which we never go to, but it was a lot of fun. It was enjoyable. I don't know soccer super well. It's one of my, not one of my favorites, one of my least disliked sports to watch. And that's so, a good way for you to put it. That's a good way to put it. Least One of my least disliked. And so it was enjoyable, though. It was a good time. The tickets aren't too expensive, which we didn't pay for these. Right. We went as a part of the Lost Ogle night. So That really made it good. Yeah. Uh, the Lost Ogle, the website that I contribute to twice a week for the last couple of years, uh, they presented us with free tickets. And we're like, heck yeah, we're going to make a Saturday of it. And we went and did hood rat stuff. And we got beer. And we watched the game. I don't know what's going on. It was zero to zero when we left, but it was still fun. And while we were down there, we also stopped by Half Price Books and bought the Mad Magazine board game that was written in German. And from what I can understand on my Googling, it was from the 70s because there is no date on it whatsoever. There's not even a copyright on it. No, it's an old game for sure. Like, there's no copyright. There's no date. There's just a paper insert, like a cardboard insert that has the rules printed on the insert. All the pieces, all the cards are there. And it was a good $6. And... No, I studied German, but I'm a little rusty. But from what I can make out in the rules, it's basically anti-monopoly, where the entire premise of the game is to lose all of your money. 
I did Google it at work. Oh, you and did? It is. You're supposed to like lose all of your money. And it is yes. just a making fun of Monopoly where you're spending money and that's the goal. But here's the thing. The, well, like I said, my German's a little rusty, but what the rules say is that if you have any questions about the rules or if a rule doesn't make sense, just make it up and go with it. Which, being that it's a mad TV board game, it makes sense. Yes. Uh, or I guess it's more just mad, not mad TV. Maybe Mad Magazine, well, mad magazine. Is, a, is a better. Yeah. yeah. But it makes sense that that would be what it says. Yeah. So we're really excited to play it. I'm going to make Delton play it with me. We'll play it at some point, and I'm sure we'll bring it up. According to the internet, is it worth the $7 or whatever we spent on it? I don't know. I'm going to say yes. I haven't got that far on the internet yet. I picked up No Thanks. No Thanks. I don't know how I'm supposed to. No Thanks. From Half Price Books as well. And that's been fun. That was a neat game. I want to play it again and try the strategies out because it's interesting to not want the most points. It's a neat betting game. It's Yeah, it's very strange. And you went to a magic doohickey while I was in Arkansas last weekend. Yes, Haley went to Arkansas to... Officiate a wedding. Officiate. I was going to say administer a wedding. It was like it's a, a medication you're giving somebody. <laughs> or, to, a, or a sentence. Just depends. To ministrate. To ministrate the wedding. She administered a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Officiated a wedding in Arkansas. I went to a Modern Horizons pre-release with Brian where we did Sealed. I went two and two only because the very first opponent was leaving and said, you can just have it in two. I'm going after these matches or else he would have beat me in three. And so that was fun, though, even though I kind of, you know, fakely got two and two. But it was a very fun time. Had a good time. That's the main thing is that you have a fun time and you get some cool cards and get to have fun with your friends. Exactly. And my deck was kind of neat. It wasn't the greatest deck. I didn't have anything crazy good. But the cards that I did have, like, synergized pretty well together. So as long as I could be in the right position and didn't just get overrun, my deck had some solidness to it in the end. Good. It was good. I normally just put as many cats as I can in the deck whenever I draft. So I really can't say I know much about what you're talking about, but I'm there with you, sweetie. Woo. Really, aside from all that, I don't think I've done anything else. You've done all this crazy stuff. License, new job, yeah. Arkansas. Yeah. I played some magic and uh, I've been reading a lot. That's basically it. We got your grandma's 90th birthday party. Yes, this weekend that this comes out, it's my grandma's 90th birthday party. It's a surprise party. We'll see if she's surprised. I'm sure she will be. Delton's mom made a secret Facebook group to keep the surprise party a secret, but his 90-year-old grandma does not have Facebook, let alone a computer. So I'm sure it's going to be secret. I guess it's just if she realizes all of the vehicles that are at the facility are for her, which I'm guessing she'll figure it out pretty quick, but we'll see. Yeah, she's pretty smart. Since we've come to the end of our travels for at least four and a half minutes, I hope. <laughs> because we haven't had many travels. We've just been at the grind, keeping no, the yard we've had up. a lot of travels, Delton. Well, we did before, since the last episode. In the last five weeks, we've been out of town four times. But since the last episode, it's only been you out of town. That is true. So out of the last six weeks, Delton has been out of, or five weeks, Delton has been out of town three times. I've been out of town four times. Town. Town. What was that? Four times. I don't know. We have had a lot of travels this year, and there's more to come later this year. But speaking of travels, we got board game to talk about. Oh, here's the door. It's straight ahead. It's it's a game. Because it's travels, and it's Railroad Inc. Get it? Before we talk about Railroad Inc. and your bad transitioning, we're going to open the first beer for the episode. I prefer to call it a segue. 
a segue? Because it's fancier. Okay, okay. Give me beer, fool. This is the V6 IPA from Wichita Brewing Co. Uh, This is from our trip that we talked about last episode going to Kansas City. We came through Wichita. This is one of the beers we picked up. There's no descriptor of flavor on the can. So I don't know what to expect aside from the fact that it's an IPA. Is beer and 7% alcohol. So now that it's poured, give it a whiff. What's your scent? Don't taste it yet. I forgot. I'm sorry. It tastes like, it smells like a standard IPA. I can't think of what that hop is. This isn't Citra. I mean, there's Citra in there, obviously. But there's another hop scent that I can't put my finger on. But it's right there. I was really tempted to just make up a hop and just see how far I could go with it. No, because I know you don't know any hop names. (laughs) You probably know Citra and you probably know like Centennial. Bittering. That's not. (laughs) (laughs) Bitterman. No. Bird hops. No. It does smell. You can smell the citra, though. It's got a bit of an earthy hop Camelina hops. It actually has a nice flavor. The hops don't overpower it. They're very hop forward, as an IPA is going to be. But it's got a crispness about it. A decently high amount of carbonation. It's pretty light, but it does have an aftertaste. And I can't tell. It's that. It comes from that earthy hop, I feel. The aftertaste tastes like what... A freshly tilled garden smells like. You're talking about that earthy that I just mentioned? Yeah. I could see that. But super fresh. So not like you're eating dirt. I'm not saying this beer tastes like you're eating dirt. <laughs> it, it, tastes, it tastes like fresh dirt, not old stale dirt. It tastes like you're smelling fresh dirt. Like dirt that you've tilled like a couple of times over the last three days and it's ready yeah. to accept the carrot seeds or something like that. I mean, I don't quite think that. But saying that there's an earthy tone and that's how you interpret it, that's fine. Smells like miracle Grow. <laughs> I sure hope it doesn't. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Smells like miracle Grow. Is this that, is how we die. Is there a hint of, like, manure freshly fertilized on top? Yes. No, there's not. <laughs> this is a good IPA. Nice and simple. It's a classic IPA flavor. The color is nice and light, a little bit cloudy. Does not taste like dirt. Doesn't really taste like dirt, but it does have that little bit earthiness from those hops, whatever that other hop along with Citra is. I think that's Citra, at least. I think a little bit of Citra in there, not a lot. It's got a nice mouthfeel. I don't don't have any problem with it. It's a nice classic. I don't think it's anything over-the-top good, but I would totally drink it on a hot summer day, you know? We are drinking it on a hot summer day. uh, It's not too hot today, but basically, yes. I got a sunburn from walking outside for 10 minutes. Haley, we get sunburns in the wintertime. It could be dark outside, and we're going to get sunburnt off the light reflecting from the moon. Here, here's the thing. <laughs> I sat in a window in a coffee shop, a yep. window with tinting for 40 minutes, and I had a sunburn on the right side of my body, not the left side, and I was wearing a sleeveless shirt, and I was looking rough for the rest of the day. But you know what? I owned it. I had one red arm, and I had one white arm, but I owned it because I have self-confidence despite my sunburn. <laughs> Surprised you do because that one sunburn was bad. All right, enough of this. <laughs> to the game of the episode today, which is, as Haley kind of alluded to, if she didn't already say the name, I don't remember. I did. Railroad Inc., which is published through Simon, Cool Mini or Not. So Railroad Inc., like I said, Simon. the credits have design of Halmar Hawk and Lorenzo Silva, artwork by Marta Tronchigli, graphic design by Rita Odolini and Noah Vasili. Uh, project manager is Lorenzo Silva. Rulebook, Alessandro Pra. Graphic design is Gabriel Berge. So Railroad Inc. is a roll-and-write game. This is the new genre that has kind of taken the gaming world a little by storm, I think. 
because there's a lot of companies doing roll and write versions of games now. There's a lot of standalone roll and writes. There's apps, all kinds of stuff using this style. So in Railroad Inc., you are building railroad systems as well as highways on a 7x7 grid that is your own player board. Each player has their own player board. So in the game, I'm going to try my very best to help explain this. Okay. Uh, you have a handful of dice. You have a handful of die for all of you internet trolls. And you roll the die, and it will give you a series of railroad pieces. So you might have a railroad corner. You might have a street that goes straight. You might have a crossway intersection, so on and so forth. You pick those die, and you use those in any order you want to to add to your railroad system. And so, you know, the first time you roll, I think there's, what, five that you first roll? There's four dice. Four dice. So you roll the first four die. You see you might have a railroad four-way stop or a uh, left turn road, whatever. But you try to place those together in a way that fits. You want to connect the railroads to the railroads, the roads to the roads. And you are basically making a series of intersections of roads, of railroads all across your board. And your goal is to connect as many as possible because you get points for the longest continuous connecting railroad, the longest continuous connecting street. Did I do that right? You did. You also get points for putting anything in the center nine squares on this grid. Mm -hmm. And the main amount of points you're going to receive is by connecting the entrances that are marked in red around the outside of this player board. But you know what? I like this game. Why? It reminds me a lot of the dinky little $1 and $2 uh, eraser games, like wet erase games that we would get at truck stops as a kid. Yeah. You know, whenever you go on long car rides with your family for like 6 to 12 hours or whatever, and you would stop and they'd give you like $5 to spend at the gas station, you got snacks, a drink, and then you bought one of those dinky little wet erase markers that would last like writing your name, and that's it, and then it would be out of ink. And they'd have little games like tic-tac-toe, hangman, so on and so forth. It reminds me a lot of that. And so for me, this game is a bit nostalgic because it has that same feel. So I never got those because we didn't go on road trips as a kid. So I didn't get any of those. So I don't know what you're talking about. However, Railroad Inc., yes, you use dry erase markers and your board is where you can write on it with a dry erase and erase and wipe it off anytime during the game that you need to change up something or after the game's over. I really like this game because, one, it's nostalgic. Two, it's fun and easy to teach. But three, you can take it with you on a plane, on a train, in a car, in your backpack, to your grandma's house, to your mom's house, to your dining room table, and everybody's going to like it, I think. The only problem with that is you have to make sure you have a place to roll dice. So in the base game, you have four dice that you're going to roll. Uh, one thing that Haley didn't specifically mention is there are intersections, and by that I mean junctions, to where a railroad turns into a highway and vice versa. So that way when you're drawing, there is ways to take your railroad, it hits this junction, and then it turns into a highway so you can continue this interconnected grid of tracks. But yes, you'll roll these four dice, mark them down. Now there are some special tracks you can use, only three per game and only one per round and they're notated on the top of your player board. They're like fancy intersections. And... They're all four ways, I believe, but yes. they're four ways that you don't get by rolling the dice. Yes, so you can use them willy-nilly, at will, up to three times throughout the game, which is helpful because this system is easy to do. 
However, it's very difficult to connect things once your railway system starts getting a little hairy. Yes, and any open connections that you leave are going to be negative points at the end of the game. Negative points, my friends. Which, it's only one negative point per open, so that's not horrible. However, it can matter. If you have 23 open spots. I hope nobody has 23 open spots. It's possible, believe me. That's just, that would be horrible. It would be, but it is possible. So watch yourself. Make Vanderbilt proud. So we do have the deep blue edition of Railroad Inc. There is also a red edition, which I do not remember the name of it. But the difference is, is each one of these come with many expansions, which are basically just variants on the game that you can add in if you would like to. So in the blue, we have two of them. I guess there's two in each. The blue one, the first one is the lake expansion. You have two lake dice. So every time you roll the four regular like track dice, you roll these two lake dice and draw those pieces of the lake on your player board. You get points, I believe, for the size of your lake. and or the then you largest can, lake you have. The largest lake you have, thank you. Or you can actually set up, there are lake pieces that have those junctions on the lake where you can have a railroad hit a junction on the lake which means that railroad can now officially connect to the junction on the other side of the lake that starts on a highway. Underwater train. Uh, I was thinking you're taking a ferry or a boat across now, the lake somehow. Underwater train. Okay, something train like for that. Train for mermaids. A, tra- a mermaid train. Mermaid trains are coming. Oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, so dumb. <laughs> you just get it? I No, I got it the first time. It just <laughs> took a second to really sink in that you were blending that. It's... If anybody watches or used to watch Metalocalypse, which used to be an adult swim show about a fictional Norwegian band called Death Clock, and they were the biggest band in the world, they have a song called Murder Train a Comin'. And then what would you what'd you add to it? Mermaid? They also have a song called Mermaider, yeah. which is Mermaid Murder. And Haley blended those. It's a good joke if you've seen the show. If you're not a fan, I'm sorry, because it's great. I have sophisticated humor. I guess so. Anyway, that's, those are the lake dice. That's the lake expansion thing. Now, they also have the river, which is just what it sounds like. You're going to be drawing a river. Uh, it can connect to either side of your board, like either any edge, and you want to draw it and have it go off the edge. There are bridge pieces where it goes under a railroad or under a highway, but you'll connect it on there, and you basically get points for your longest river. There may be a few other details I'm skipping in there for brevity's sake, but the expansions aren't bad. You can really crank your points up with them, especially the lake one. I feel like you can get a lot of points. But the base game is still good by itself without the expansions. The base game is super solid in this one by itself. You're only rolling four dice. Everyone just kind of takes their turn and moves on, and it's nice and simple. It's a fun game. It's a small box game. You can make it as big or as small to carry as you want. I guess the only downfall would be those dry erase markers will run out after so long. But that's why, I mean, you can still go to the store and buy regular dry erase markers. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're just the tiny little Lisa Frank markers that used to come in your, like, Lisa Frank felt coloring sets. Basically, something like that. But this is one game we've had a lot of fun with, and if you like roll and write games or the idea of rolling some dice and trying to build something and plan better than your opponent, I think this is definitely a game to pick up. I agree. And I also think I need another beer. So the next beer we're going to get into before we dive into the topic is from Boulevard Brewing Company out of Kansas City. 
You probably know of Boulevard Brewing if you're a beer fan because they do ship everywhere now. They're very good. At least I think they ship everywhere. We've had them for years. They have very good quality products. And I think their smokestack line is what it's called, which is their uh, like big bomber size, 22 ounce and uh, maybe 18 ounce as well. Or maybe it's wine bottle, full 750 mil. I can't remember. So I always like Boulevard. But this is their Tropical, which is a pale ale. It says ale with grapefruit and passion fruit. I also want to point out that grapefruit is one word and passion fruit is two. Wow. I guess because if it was a grapefruit, it would be a grape. But if it's a grapefruit, it's a grapefruit. That makes sense? Yes. But why? I don't know. Why? This is 5.5% alcohol by volume, and it really gives no descriptors on the can again. I really wish more companies, I know that all the local ones do for the most part, but I wish more companies would do descriptors of the flavor profiles, what to expect, things like that, because I personally enjoy that. I think it helps us to learn, like what to look out for in beers. That's how I... Definitely. I know that I make some ridiculous statements on beer, but I can... I can generally, like, if you give me what kind of beer you typically like, I can pick out a beer for you. Yeah, I can do the same now. Oh, that smells like grapefruit juice. So smelling it. Like, it doesn't smell like the fake grapefruit candy. It smells like grapefruit juice. Like, you just open up a grapefruit and you squeeze it into a cup, which I don't know why you do that, because that wastes a lot of time, but it smells like grapefruit juice. So they definitely made this with grapefruit to get that scent so accurate, but also... I mentioned before citra hops. Citra hops have that citrusy smell uh, and a little bit of that like citrusy aroma profile, and they really contribute to that grapefruitiness in a lot of IPAs. And this is super, super, super grapefruity. It's got a bit of a sour tartness to it. The aftertaste is grapefruit. It just tastes like... Oh my God, it tastes like you're drinking grapefruit juice. It's really weird. It's... it's uh, Like when you... I don't know. Front of the tongue... Tastes like grapefruit juice. Middle tastes like beer. Aftertaste, grapefruit juice. Here's the thing. I'm not a big grapefruit fan, so it's all right in terms of that. In terms of color, it's a nice golden. It's cloudy. Stick your tongue in the foam. It tastes like a grapefruit. Don't look at me like that. I just took another drink. It doesn't have too much carbonation. It's got a little acidity, kind of like a sour. It's got a little bit of that sourness probably coming from the grapefruit and probably the passion fruit. I don't know what a passion fruit tastes like. I don't know either. The mouth feels nice. It's doesn't it's not too thick, but it's not like a super crisp light, but it is a light beer, being that it's a pale ale especially. It's really good. I'm not a huge grapefruit fan, but it's really good. I enjoy it a lot. I know I said that squeezing out juice from grapefruit is time consuming, but not when you get this beer out of it. <laughs> then it's worth it. And it's worth it. They probably just threw grapefruit juice like the or grapefruit flesh. They probably just took the flesh out of the rind yeah. and threw it into some part of the brewing process. I can see that. It has that tart tanginess. Yes, that's exactly. It almost reminds me of a sour, but you can tell that it's not quite a sour, but it has a hint of it. It's like if you took a nice pale ale and blended it with a grapefruit sour. Yes. And this is that nice middle ground. I'm very impressed. I mean, like I said, it's Boulevard Brewing Company. They do really well as a company, and this is kind of showing for it. As evidenced by, what's this called? This is Tropical. Tropical. Which is their pale ale. Pick it up today. (laughs) Unless you don't drink alcohol, then we respect your choices. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Hey, what can I get you? I'd like a topic. 
any special way? Make it a top shelf topic. Coming up. Enjoy. The topic for today's episode is simultaneous turns, is what we have named it. Essentially, we are coming from Railroad Inc. As always, we're connecting the topic to the game. It is about how in Railroad Inc. you roll the dice, and then simultaneously, everybody takes their turn without wondering or without being concerned with what everyone else is doing. Which means, even if you copied somebody, unless you're copying them every single turn, everyone's stuff is going to be different immediately from the get-go. And that's something that we found we enjoy in certain games. Now, I think something about simultaneous turns for me is I enjoy them in shorter games with less decision space. Right, because if you have a game where you have six players, and one of those players has analysis paralysis, nobody's having a good time. Well, Railroad Inc. could slow down at six, because I, I think it holds up to six. It could slow down with one player that's taking forever to make their move. However, the moves are simple enough, it's still pretty quick. Right, but if you had something longer, let's say you had a Euro game with simultaneous play. That wouldn't work very well. <laughs> it would, unless someone's too slow. Unless someone has AP. I mean... Which, in a Euro game, everyone has to think a little. Everyone has to think a little, but if you are playing all of your turns together, and everyone's waiting for the next round, and there's one player with AP, it's going to be a little rough. Definitely, definitely. But I do think that simultaneous play is a good protective factor against those who use their cell phone between turns. It is because everyone's constantly involved, which is really nice. So there's this game. There's like Welcome to has simultaneous, of course. I think most roll and writes are going to be aside from. Yes, number nine is for sure. But uh, there's a game, uh, Gone Schern Clever, which is that German game, You're So Clever. In that one, it's a roll and write, but everybody has their own turn. I believe. I could be wrong. I've only played solo on my phone, but I believe everyone has kind of their own turn before it passes. Or it's got something weird about turns going around. So it's a little different for that one. But for the most part, yeah, this one does have that simultaneous action. Same thing with escape. I know that... That real time? That real time. I know it's real time, but you're all playing at the same time. You're not having to take turns. That's very true. That is another thing you could uh, consider, is that most real time games are also going to be simultaneous action. Yeah. This is just a slowed down, less stressful version of that. Right. You could also say there are some games that get close, sort of, to simultaneous without it being simultaneous. Like, I keep looking at Broom Service and thinking about that. Yeah. When one person plays a card, everyone has to play something if they have it. It's kind of a a middle ground between you have your own turn, everyone takes a turn together. That one kind of has a middle ground in terms of how the game plays. And I think that any time we have those games like Railroad Inc. and Broom Service and... Welcome to, to where people are more involved the entire time. It does not only cut down on phone time, it helps people speed up, and it just helps everyone have a good time and stay involved, and especially with games like Railroad Inc., number nine, Welcome to, they're fast. The games are short, they're quick, you're all involved, and then it's over, and you're like, oh, well, what did you do? I think that's the best part, the most fun, is at the end, you get to see what you've made, And you get to see what everyone else has completed because you're really not focusing on them while you're doing your thing during the turns. Yeah, I really like simultaneous play games because a lot of time, like with Railroad Inc. or with Number 9, 
everybody has the same materials to work with. And so you're going off of strategy and skill. Yeah, that's very, very true. It's how you're going to take the amount of luck that's being thrown at you or thrown in the form of dice and work with it and build a strategy or a plan around it and just hope that you've done better than your opponents. Right. It's just an interesting thing to have and to play with and play around. And so far, we've enjoyed it every time. This is one that I want to break out with Jesse and Catherine in a few weeks. Yeah, so Jesse and Catherine, thank you guys for being awesome Patreon supporters of us. They are coming up in July, or we're going down. We haven't quite finalized that, but we're going to play a butt-ton of games with them, and I don't know what all we're going to play. Rare Old Inc. is one. Hopefully so. Coming off of that, though, also a thank you to the other Patreon backers that we have that are also wonderful, which is going to be Allison, of course, Alan, of course. And like we said, Jesse and Catherine. Everyone is awesome. If you would like to be like them and back us on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash malthousegames, M-A-L-T-H-A-U-S games. I think that with this game, you know, typically Delton picks out our board games for us just because he keeps up to date with the new releases. He reads all the forums. He listens to all the podcasts about them. And he'll just bring them home and we'll learn them together and then we'll play. But when he brought this one home, I was particularly excited, not only because it seemed like a fun game, but I was really interested in the name. And now, join us for a Malthouse Games podcast special, Pint Size Question. So, as a question for this episode, what is your favorite clever name or clever wordplay in a board game? Because that's something that is marketable. That's what brings people in. You know, you could have explained this board game to me, and I would have thought, yeah, that sounds cool. But it's called Railroad Inc. Railroad I-N-K. So it's a play on. It's incorporated and you're using markers. I know that's cheesy, but those kind of things really bring me in. Those things get your attention. And one game that really got my attention was Map Fantastics Come Together. Because it's just a funny name. So Come Together, it's basically a game that consenting adults play. And just because you get a match does not mean you need to consent to the act. But you begin to reveal cards, and the cards could be things related to uh, intercourse or anything sexual. And you try to match with your partner based on your own preferences. And so just because you get matches does not mean that you have to go perform them. Consenting adults have to be involved. But the game is come together, C-O-M-E, together. Yeah. And so it's supposed to bring you together, Uh, but it also alludes to something else. And it uh, just, yes. It was so (laughs) clever. I was like, I have to buy this. It's pretty funny. Which is something we need to show Catherine when she comes up. Because her podcast. She might like that for her podcast. You should check out Catherine and her friend Liz have a podcast called Autoerotic Education. It is a podcast that they put together where they discuss different things about basically sexual health and wellness and uh, fetishes and things like that. It's been a fun podcast. They are very early on into it, and so there's not a ton of episodes to catch up, so you have to check it out on Spotify and stuff. We will link it on our Twitter when this episode releases. Oh, that's a good idea. We can link it and share that out, so keep an eye out for that. I'm trying to think of what my favorite wordplay would be. I know you mentioned this earlier and you didn't say it, so I'm going to steal it which is in paperback, which is from Tim Fowers Games. 
the author on the cards, her name is Paige Turner, P-A-I-G-E Turner. And so like you're turning pages of a book, but her name is Paige Turner. And in the game, she is the author that is making these words you're spelling as you play. So I just think that was, re- I always thought that was really funny. It's and it super just cute. is. But those are the kinds of things that get my attention as kind of a scrub board gamer. Like I'm a board gamer. I'm a co-host on a board game podcast. So I think I have some street cred in the board game world. Just a little. But it's not necessarily, oh, there's this new Euro game coming out that gets my attention. It's something like Railroad Inc. Come together. Paige Turner on the paperback box. That's what draws me in. And I love it. And so that's what's going to get my attention in a game. And that's what's going to make me excited to explain the game to you. Get it? Railroad Inc. is like Railroad Incorporated. But it's actually Railroad with the marker. Ha! It's just something to make you excited. In a fun way, which is good. We like those. I wish I had more of them, to be honest. I can only think of a few, and that's basically the one, the ones I can think of. But if you can think of some, make sure to tweet at us. Or email us, contact at malthousegames.com. I think that's going to wrap the episode up for the most part. One short announcement that I want to make is, while it's early in the season before everything kicks in, is I will be attending Gen Con. I will be volunteering at the Tuesday Night Games booth. Make sure to check out Tuesday Night Games at PlayTKG on Twitter and check out the Tuesday Night Podcast, which is my favorite tabletop games podcast and one of the ones that got me into this. I will be volunteering at their booth, which means I will be helping sell their games and talking to people coming up, and then I will also be doing random other shenanigans around Gen Con. Sadly, Haley will not make it. I'm sorry. But I will be there, so come find me. Uh, find my social awkwardness and just make me do something. And that'll be good. It'll be fun. Then in November, we are going to BGG Con in Dallas. I'm just telling you what we have confirmed plans for. And we have confirmed plans for BGG Con in Dallas as well, which is sometime in November. I will be there. We will be at the local Oklahoma Token Con once we get our passes. But we will definitely, we need to do that this weekend. But that's where we'll be this fall convention-wise. We won't be attending any others, but I wanted to go ahead and make the announcement now. I will also announce them as they get closer. That way, if anyone's wanting to hang out or anything, you can hit us up on our social media at Malthouse Games, M-A-L-T-H-A-U-S Games. Find me personally at Delton Brack, D-E-L-T-O-N-B-R-A-C-K. You can find Haley at S-Q-U-I-R-R-E-L-Y-G-E-E-K. If you have any games you want us to talk about or a topic for us to cover or a question for us to answer on the show, you can either tweet it at us, hit us up on Facebook or Instagram, or email us at contact at malthousegames.com. Also, a happy pride to our LGBTQIA plus family. Happy Pride Month. Go have all the parades and enjoy it. Be proud. I think that wraps up this episode. We kind of went... Off the rails a little bit, but I'm Tiss. Hey, Railroad Inc. A few times. This is a bit of a weird episode, but it works. It was fun. It was fun while it lasted, which means we will see you all next time. Until then, sit back, relax, grab a drink, and play some games. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.